0: so yo it's your girlfather long legs uh, but this is another episode of Babling comic which seems the be recordings yes these there are three parts to this wow 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 what a multi-pack is this coffee or what um there are three parts they're all from my tour i'm currently recording this today thursday may 12th mm-hmm. you're probably listening to this on or after May 13th, because that's when it goes by. um So I have a couple of ann- announcements. Obviously, it's been a few days since I've been back in town, um, but I do want to let you know that this is not a standard episode with one guest, but at the end of this podcast, the last half, about the last half hour, I do, in the episode, interview with my lovely host from my tour slash amazing comedian, Ian Aver. He's been a guy I wanted to get on the podcast for a while, so it was really cool when I was staying with him in Atlanta that was like, well, let's do it. He has a studio set up. I um, did his podcast. You should check it out. It's called Straight People. I'm not sure my out yet, but you should check it out anyways. It's a podcast for straight people by gay people. Um, sort of. I mean, it's for everyone. Um, but yeah, so we did a mini episode, which is just to say like, it's a juicy confession. We just do the confession. We sort of skip over the beginning of the pod, get right to it. It's definitely a nice, hearty, the episode, give it a listen. Um, but before that, uh, I do have two recordings from the road. The first 10 minutes or so is from day five when I was uh, at Lu- in Louisville. And then the second one is a little bit asmr So if that's not your thing, you might want to skip ahead um, just so you know, because that was pretty much recorded from... While I was packing up in the Smoky Mountains, I tried to record Wall high, and it did not turn out coherent uh, at all. So, unfortunately, I did not include that. But <laughs> this uh, this one that did get included is from the day after I got insanely high and just had a journey on my own in the Smoky Mountains. Um, before we get into it, I do have a couple quick announcements, including live shows, out of LA dates. This weekend, I will be in Bloomington, Indiana at the Limestone Comedy Fest. Had so much fun there pre-pandemic. Can't wait to go back. Really just, you know, it's nice to just, I gotta stop being so corny, but it's still very nice to be able to go on stage, just given that we are still in COVID, you know, and cases come back in Taiwan, like I still haven't seen my grandma in years um, and, you know, it's a lot, so be safe out there. You know, keep doing what you have to do to be safe. You know, I know mask mandates are mostly optional now, but wherever you can in public, if you don't want to take the risk. Like, people are nasty, so you know, I wear masks in the grocery store, anyways. I would do that anyway, why not? Um, but that's this weekend. You can check all that out um, on my social media. Basically, go to my you know, three silly comedy.com shows. I always update my shows. But Limestone Comedy Fest is the name of that festival. I think that would be a fun one to be in the area because there's a ton of great comics going, so you get a really bang for your buck. And then the following weekend in L.A., I'm hosting the Hot Donna's API Drag Brunch. Uh, it's it's a, a drag brunch Sorry, Not Sorry, on the west side of L.A. I believe there are still a few tickets available. There are two shows. I'm just hosting, so really I'm like not even the main event, but I might turn a look. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We are doing this to just shine more light on API performers and drag kings, Um, there will be some queens as well, really open to anyone and everyone. It's going to be a safe space, inclusive, um, very sapphic. open to, you know, my gay guys as well. But um, for sure, it's going to be a lot of hottie, hottie envies and... (laughs) You know, if you. It's summer, so come and come and schnooze, okay? Um, and then finally, the following weekend, Memorial Day, I will be at Vail Comedy Festival. So if you live near Vail, I'm lucky you, but also I will be there. It sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. There's gonna be like stuff for kids, like magicians, balloon animals. I don't know, man. This sounds like a. Wild-ass Colorado Mountain weekend. So, it's going to be fun. Sponsored by, like, a winery and a yoga class. So, there's, like, free mountain yoga. Um, I'm doing a live episode of this pod. Oh, my God, yeah. I forgot to even announce that. Wow. Things have been busy. So, I'm doing a live recording of this show at the Vail Comedy Festival. So, I guess if you miss it, you'll hear the episode. But you should come anyways, because then you can watch comedy. You can hang out with me. I'll be in the mountains. Might try to bring my dog. Um, And one little bit uh two little bits of announcements that are not live shows but are related to me so hopefully you like it thank you all for watching get Love when it was at the paris international film festival if you did if you didn't no big deal eventually i will be you know finding a way to publicly premiere i am still hoping to have a couple more screenings definitely want to premiere in la if we can um, before that but if you haven't followed at Get Love Film, do it. I will post updates there. I really don't post that much, so don't worry. You know, it's not going to spam you. But I will definitely post when it goes live um, as well. So you can turn notifications on if you want, truly, really because I won't post there a lot unless there's news. And big news we won the Audience Award at the Paris Indian National Film Festival. So really thank you if you voted. And uh, not my film, but I was in a feature film, too, actually, one called Path of Dina that just Premiered a online at nobudge.com. That's N O B U D G E.com. So if you want to watch it, I think it's like $5 to subscribe, but I believe the paywall might be removed later. But if you do the paywall, it does go directly to the filmmakers, which eventually, if they recoup their costs, would go to the actors. I don't know if it will, to be honest. I'm not, I did not do that for the money, a.k.a. there was no money. Um, but that's why it's called No Budge. Um, but it's a fun little film. Um, Gaston is the director. I'm so sorry, I can never say his last name. Last, last, I'm going to try. Gaston Stabuowski. Okay, wow, that was awful. German comedian, filmmaker, writer, um, wrote his very personal story. I play the girlfriend of the lead. My girlfriend, her character is Jess, but it's... <laughs> Why am I saying this so weird? It's played by Kristen Laffey, who actually I should have on the spot. She's also a twin, but we uh, we know each other from comedy. So that was really fun to act in. So that's available online and um, a, de- de- a very different tone of a feature. The send off uh, by John Michael Powell. Uh, I play Nikki in it. I'm sort of a small. Uh, well, it's an ensemble piece, so I have a couple scenes, but that's a fun one. If you want to watch it, it's premiering at the Chinese theater at Dances with Films. In Los Angeles, California, June 17th, the closing night t-shirt. Boom, baby. I mean, I really want to go in a fancy red carpet look, but I will be in Europe. Super bummed to miss that one, but please go. I mean, I might be able to get complimentary tickets. If you are in LA and you want to go, on my behalf, I would love to send a confidant and then plus one, okay? Or poly. whatever. Let me know. Method B at Teresa Lee Comedy is not anything. Sorry. That's not literally my handle anymore. At Teresa Lee Bought on Instagram. Tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com or at tellmeanything. So that's it for the announcements. I hope you guys enjoy this babbling comic. Um, I will probably have a new full guest episode next week, but we shall see. So stay tuned. Bye.
1: You can tell how- She's a real
0: good listener. You can tell her anything. Hey, what's up? That's your girl, Father Long Legs Day 5, April 23rd. I'm so tired, um, but feeling good. Not in a bad way. Like a well-deserved tired. Like a well-earned tired, I should say. I'm sorry the sound is so bad. I only, in an effort to save suitcase space i only brought the zoom and not the microphone um i'm so sorry for blow my nose on the mic uh (laughs) i will say my allergies are so bad here in louisville louisville i keep saying it wrong louisville um the minute i got in i was like oh my god my nose so i just took claritin so hopefully that'll help um If you guys want to know where I am, well, I'm obviously in my car. That's where I've been spending most of my time, but I'm in a cemetery. Cave Hill Cemetery, if any of y'all know it, it's beautiful. Um, Why am I in a cemetery? Um, I'm not usually the type to just go romp around in cemeteries, I know. I feel like lately all my talk about the moon and witches makes you think that probably I would be into cemeteries, but that is not the case. Um, but it's actually very peaceful here. Uh, why am I here? Because apparently there's this thing in Louisville every year called the Thunderdill or something. I forget, but it's a big firework show and apparently it's like the biggest in the world or something or one of the biggest and people are like straight up like, oh, like closing down the streets. So, uh, I had gone to a cafe downtown in the morning to try to get some coffee and sit and in- ride and get some work done you know me I love to be uh on my email (laughs) so but then they were like oh yeah there's gonna be a big parade here whatever and uh you might want to like leave or move your car it's gonna get towed so I was like all right well I'm not about to get stuck in the middle of a St. Patrick's Day Chicago style crowd um as much fun as it sounds to see I was like you know what I just wanted some peace and quiet so I was like, where can I go? I really, it sounds like the whole town is going to be shut down. And I'm staying with the um, lovely host who is actually the, uh, the couple that runs the venue and they're really awesome. Shout out to Chris and Holly at Planet of the Tapes. But, um, I also, you know, respectfully didn't want to just be the loaf who's like staying at a place and like in my room all day on a computer, just in their space. So I was like, where could I go? And I had my croissant croissant and I had my coffee. So I looked up nearby parks and then turns out the parks are where people are going to see the fireworks. So what else popped up uh, the opposite direction was a little cemetery. And I was like, you know what? I doubt people are going to like watch fireworks at a cemetery. I mean, this isn't the Hollywood forever. You know, this is like There are some old gravestones here, though. I see a lot from, like, the 1800s, which is really beautiful. But it's a really beautiful, like, hill. It's called Cave Hill. And I was like, you know, I'll just drive in and park and, like, maybe just, like, have my sandwich and go home. But then I drove around, and it's really beautiful. I mean, it reminds me of where my brother's buried um, back in the bay, which is, like, hills, greenery. I see people, like, doing their hikes, walking. It's really beautiful so I was like let me just drive a bit and find a little place to park and chill and um I found this area full of tulips I feel like I should give a shout out to this the family who's buried here uh, there's a big giant cross it is the stone and then there's like four little wedges I guess what you would call and uh I damn it I forgot the name I gotta leave my car to see here let's go because They are letting me, the spirits here are letting me, you know, be here. So I should probably honor them. Um, Okay, I see one that says Dawes from France. Um, I guess if you have family, but a little bit buried at the Cave Hill Cemetery. And your last name's Atwood. Shout out to you. Your uh, family let me chill. Your ancestors let me chill under your little awning it's really beautiful i mean i'll be honest i was drawn to it for the tulips there are just like hundreds of tulips around just this one area i don't know if it was like a request of the family but i don't see any other tulips so far my drive up cave hill cemetery i haven't seen any tulips besides these but i will say yesterday when i was in cincinnati i hung out at a park full of tulips ziegler park so beautiful um, honestly, I've been realizing that LA is maybe a scam <laughs> because leaving LA, I'm like, okay, I get that most of people will be like, oh, a lot of Kentucky is, you know, whatever anti-abortion as they just voted or whatever. But like also so much of California, we had Prop 8. It's all like branding, I guess. Um, but my point is, um, I just feel like leaving California, I'm like, damn, why are we so in our little cult of being on the coast? I fucking love the beach. I fucking love mountains. But also, like, oh, my God, Kentucky's so beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful and it sucks for my allergies. But right now I'm on Claritin, so it's hopefully getting better. Part of the reason why I have allergies is because it's so beautiful. It's like all the trees are whatever, having their period or ovulating or whatever. Um, So it's like flowers, 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 pollen but, uh, I, I'm guessing the more South I drive, the more warm and the more beautiful it will be. Cause up in Chicago, it's cold and in Indiana where I camped, it was like dead trees. Um, what did I want to say? Oh, I did want to say, so I'm very tired and I just meditated and I think I'm tired because of like, I don't want to be like, Oh my God, the spirits here. Cause I don't, it's like, I always don't want to be like, I believe in ghosts, because it's like, I don't know, do I? I don't really know if I believe in capital G ghosts, like the way people who believe in ghosts do. But do I believe in energy and spirit and feel like, did I drive into the cemetery and immediately feel a sense of calm? Yeah. So that's nice. I was very like, you know, it's like, what what, what do they say? The vibes were on. Uh, and then where these tulips are, it's just so beautiful. And so I got out of my car and meditated a bit, um, you know, spent some time. Um, that being said, I'm like so drained and I don't know if it's cause I'm, I took an allergy pill or if it's cause I have allergies and my body shutting down or if it's cause I'm being haunted by ghosts. Um, but I think I might take a nap in my car, but I also feel like weird parked in a cemetery doing nothing. It's not that weird, but you know, when you're like alone traveling out of your element, like I don't feel weird in LA parking randomly and taking a nap. But there's something about being like, oh, you're not from here. What are you doing? Like, part of me is like, oh, don't worry. I'm just a comedian living out of my car. I'm taking a nap in a cemetery. Okay, that does sound bad. But why is it bad? I mean, isn't this where people go to rest in peace? Oh, my God. That is, I didn't even, that's so corny. I didn't even mean to make that joke. Um, But, yeah, I guess there's something really calming here. Uh, But it's really draining. Okay, I'm going to go walk. Before I let you all go, I might do another update later, but um, I just spotted in this bed of tulips, a freaking yellow and pink tulip. I have not seen this before. It's like half and half. I'll take a picture maybe and maybe I can send it, but it's so pretty. It's like both yellow. I don't know how to describe it. Oh my God. You are so beautiful. I'm, okay, if I can get a picture, I'll put it on the gram if I post this. But this is like fucking... Odd. You're so pretty. I've got to put it on my... Your beautiful little flower. What happened here? Why are you so special? Um, okay. Special flower. You're all special. But this one's really special. I wish I could show you. Focused guess. There we go. Right. But what should we capture it? Uh, this tulip got highlights. That's not really that good, but... Uh, uh, this tulip shops that hot topic not the best but it is kind of cute so i'm gonna post it i love that like when i open instagram i see like more and more of my friends are just in happy relationships it makes me very happy that sounded weird but oh (laughs) because i'm scrolling and i saw mav um who has been a guest on this pod so you probably know know her she uh you know was in butch pal with me and is a comic and great but she just I just opened my Instagram, and I see a very happy, like, relationship photo with her girlfriend. Very, uh, in love, and I love that. I love that for her so much. Okay. So, now we shall continue on to our way, because I have to be soon. Um, so, thank you for coming to my TED Talk in a cemetery. Damn, I just... Okay, yo, what's up? This is your girl, Father Long Lives. I just made a windscreen out of sock. I'm so proud of myself. I was going to record my a uh, little good morning podcast, but actually I just want to get the sound of the water. It sounds so pretty. So I think we're just going to set the mic down, catch some morning noises, because um, this is very soothing, and I won't ruin it with my voice. I'm going to set my po- my recorder down there by the water and just catch some water while I uh, pack up my tent and get ready to hit the road. It sounds so good. Hey, this is a little squirrel. Hello, squirrel. I won't hurt you, don't worry. It's like, it's just the sound of running water. I kinda think I wanna also just like get it on my camera. Just like, it's so soothing, like legit, so soothing. Okay, we gotta put it somewhere where it won't get messed up. Oh, I know what to do. I'm going to set up my tripod. See, I didn't sleep in the tent, but that's because I'm a little idiot. Oh yeah, I forgot to explain. Last night I set up my tent. Well, I set up the tent in the afternoon, as some of you know, and then I got scared. I got scared. There were so many spiders. Just so many. I can't handle all the spiders. You know me. I'm a spider girl. So what did I do? Well, I. What did I do? <laughs> Let me tell you. Where's that freaking tripod? Oh, I'll tell you what I did. I slept in the car, but, like, legit, like, moved everything back to the car. Like, that's, yeah, it wasn't, it was a little dumb. I was a little dummy, but it's okay. Moved everything back to the car because I got scared, and I didn't want to sleep outside with spiders. Like, isn't that silly, though, because... (laughs) Like, girl, there's spiders fucking everywhere. Deal with it. But it was fine. I'm now looking for my, um, the thing that I hold my tripod in. Because I can't find it. Huh. I wonder if it's in here. Huh. Cannot find it. Probably a problem. Mmm. No, it's got to be my duffel. Let's look at my duffel.
1: One more time. We're gonna celebrate. Oh yeah, oh yeah. you are gonna celebrate. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: One more time. We're looking for my little tripod holder. Where is it? Uh, noida. no idea. Uh, this is the one casualty of the weekend. I guess it's not so bad, but... I bet you'll find it. Oh, I bet we'll find it. Well, I don't think I brought it with me. Backpack. Probably put it in here. No. Dang. I'm just trying to think where... I would have, oh, I think I know. I may have put it in here. To protect it, maybe. Let's hope. No. No, I wasn't that smart. Didn't try to put things back in their place so I could find them later. Great. Thanks a lot. Hi, Teresa. Uh... I actually really don't know where this thing is, though. So that is um, probably a problem. I mean, it can only be in so many places. All right. I bet you it's in here. I bet you. Uh,
1: it's not in here.
0: Or is it just here? No. God damn it. This is like quite troublesome is that I cannot find the little thing that I hold my tripod on. Let's take a beat and just search. It would be good to have that Alright. Search hard,
1: search hard everything yeah. here. Then it must be <laughs> but you do know, I it like that. i look the it. Ah! Mm-hmm. Found it. And <laughs> <go>. <laughs>
0: Now, here's what's going to happen. I want to set up the tripod so I can listen to the beautiful water while also packing up my tent. It's so pretty. Yeah, so we're going to put... The thing is, it's so beautiful up here if you ever get a chance to go to the deep, creased, smoky mountains. I will say so many things... I tried to do last night. I tried to write, I tried to record some freestyle songs. I tried to be provocative and uh, inspirational, but really I was just high as fuck, but I had a good time. But I'm not complaining, I'm just saying that sometimes you go to the woods, God just let the woods come to you. You can't have any power over the woods. You know what I mean? I'm here to just record beautiful acts i oh, ah, sorry, <laughs> this beautiful waterfall, it's so, I mean not waterfall, I oh, can't even talk, this beautiful <laughs> creek thing. Alright, we're going to put the recorder down. Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Long Legs. You know me, Daddy T. Okay, this is a special on the road edition of You Can Tell Me Anything. Um I'm here with my lovely host, also hilarious comedian and awesome person with his own straight, oh, straight his own podcast called his own straight. It's not a straight podcast. It's a podcast for straight people by gay people. It's called straight people. And we are doing a mini episode of my podcast. Please welcome Ian Aber. Hello,
2: thank you for having me. That's great.
0: Thank, I you know technically you are having me because we are in at my house studio. Yes. Yeah, yes.
2: my husband's basement. Is I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. It's so, so southern. <laughs> I, I really do love. Like I'm like Atlanta is one of my favorite cities to do comedy in. And every time I come, I'm like scared I'm gonna re- like. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, I remembered it wrong. Yeah. And, like every time I'm like, oh, it's not gonna be. Yeah. But every time I'm like, yeah, it is. I love it.
2: That's awesome. So it's
0: so. Fun. but ian so this is a confessions podcast um Before we get into your confession, if you've got one, so, you know, start thinking if there's anything you want to get off your chest, I will absolve you of all your sins or nonsense, you know, whatever. Or if any apologies you want to make, whatever. Um, I do like to start by asking if you have, uh, like what your experience with therapy is or what you do to like sort of like regulate. It can be anything, like you have a confidant. I was inspired to make this podcast because I started going to therapy late in life Mm -hmm. and I realized, wow, I love to talk about myself, but also to someone who... (laughs) Just as like a third party. And yeah. so that's where that came from. So everyone has different answers. It's There's no right or wrong. But yeah. what do you do to like when you need to like get stuff off your chest or like how do you sort of like, you know, keep up with your self-care or if that, if that makes sense?
2: Uh, yeah, I was in therapy for a little while uh, and I started late too. Mm. Well, I, when I was a kid, my parents made me go to therapy mm. uh, when they were like worried that I was gay. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So that was really that's <laughs> productive. It,
0: that's hard. hard Very uh,
2: productive. Uh, but I knew it didn't. I knew there was all like, the, even the therapist was like, not, like they weren't. <laughs> like, a we real
0: therapist knows how yeah. to. They, they probably just know that they're. The they were in basically with like, scary like, look, parents your parents are
2: paying for this, but they suck. So don't worry uh, about them or whatever. And it was very yeah. much that vibe. They're like, you're gonna be. The, my therapist basically at that age was like, "You're going to be 18 and be, be able to make your own choices." Oh, that's very soon. cool that you had yeah. that
0: other voice. Yeah, there yeah. In yeah. Some so way. they
2: were like very much of an. It's get, it gets better and whatever.
0: Was this um, when? Cause
2: but we also, not- they were they were a man and they might have been gay. So who oh, knows? God, yeah. Maybe they were just grooming me. I don't know.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, because earlier we were talking about how um, you lived through a time when being gay was in the DSM, right? Like as a mental illness. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, well, so, well, it or was
2: no? by the time I was born, I think it was the or, same or year. Parents, okay. around the same time I was born, but our parents, our parents grew up in that. The, yeah. So like my parents view being, well, not as much now that I've been out for so long, but they viewed it as like a sickness. Because like, that's you know, what like, it said yeah, in like the a, books. Like it's either a physical or male, <sighs> moral failing of some sort. But I'm um, curious,
0: like with a professional there, because I, yeah, to go with, them explicitly being like oh i want my son to go because he might be gay like is that what they or they're just like you just need to talk to someone
2: because like a how a therapist they were, would handle they were that breaking is. up they were in therapy gotcha. they thought i should be in therapy <laughs> they were worried about me being gay for sure um i do th- i did therapy uh because of stand-up honestly oh, <laughs> like yeah. it's such yeah. a it's such a brutal um mm-hmm. um kind of mind fuck uh especially other comics it's not really the you know well in the prospect of trying to become famous and getting in front of industry and feeling like you're invisible yeah i mean we'll
0: we'll constantly throw ourselves against a wall it's like the platform nine and three quarters but you're sometimes it's a brick but you have to just do it yeah
2: yeah 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 yeah, exactly (laughs) um and then also like you know in atlanta there's not a lot of big opportunities so when there are opportunities uh, people get a little ugly about it. And so, like, gotcha. just dealing with that. And then uh, what was interesting was I did it at Drew State at uh, the local college. Oh, okay. Because I couldn't afford, like, so I, I worked with, like, a a, a psychology student or, uh-huh. like, a post-grad. Um, and she was great. It was yeah. really – I make a joke about it because she, um, there was such an age difference. There uh-huh. was, like, a, a lot of, like, uh, ideological – Barriers to cross between the uh-huh, two of us because uh-huh. she was like in her early twenties and I'm gotcha. not. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Funny. Yeah, and I do a joke about it, and yeah. she's even seen it. And she, and my my therapist, literally did have a lazy eye, and I do <laughs> I do too. And we had a talk one day about uh-huh. like what are you looking at? Well, I don't know. What are you? Oh, looking at? Oh
1: my god, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, that.
2: And she's seen the bit. She was at a show and came up to me and was like do you remember me? And I was oh so embarrassed. God. I was like, Oh she my you God. You
0: didn't know she was coming? No,
2: oh she just God. lives in Atlanta. And, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. But it was after I'd been seeing her and, and yeah, it was, yeah. and, it, and it was interesting. Cause like, I would talk about being gay duh, duh, and like, she was so young. It, it yeah. was too much for her. Like she's oh, like, she I, made I made her cry. I made her cry. I'm like, I mean that. I'm and like I was there. like, look, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm only, I know I'm only paying $10, but you know, pull yourself together. You know oh what I mean? Oh my God. And it was just this, like she, you know, and I understood she was being very empathetic, but it was like I gave her too much too fast yeah. in the first, like, you're like in our you're second session or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, um, and then so what funny. was the to me the funniest experience I had with therapy was, um, Monday nights. Uh, are you you're on Star Bar, right? Yes. Okay, so Star Bar in Atlanta is a comedy show that yeah. happens every Monday night. It's super packed. So um, but before the pandemic it used to be that you could smoke in that room uh, yeah. and you would stink like uh-huh. cigarettes. And my therapy was always at nine o'clock in the morning on Tuesdays. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, I wore the jeans that I wore to star bar to go to therapy. And my therapist was like very uncomfortable. Oh, and she was yeah. like, I have to have a conversation with you and I don't want to have it. Da, da, da. Oh my gosh. And um, I was like, okay. And it's like June or July. So um, she's like, uh, you know, Normally, when you come in here, everything's fine, but today you, you really stink and da da, da, da And it's oh the jeans. God. It's my jeans from. But, st- but it, it was so funny. No, but I realized I that, like, I mean, to somebody who doesn't smoke, uh, yeah. you know, I mean? like I had been in that room for four hours, so I did. My pants just stunk. That uh, but so that she so literally had that. She literally like, literally had to have a conversation because it's a self care thing. True. So like it's, that's why it's like a triggering thing. So like uh, when somebody does when you when you obviously doesn't seem like they're taking care of themselves. I
1: see. So it, she no, thought, no, okay. like, I had been
2: out all night smoking and drinking. And I'm like, no, 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 oh no, my no, no. I mean, I was out all night smoking pot, but, like, ah. that's what I do all the time. You know what I mean? But, yeah, she was like, wow. and she was like, you know, you. I think you told me you don't smoke, smoke cigarettes, but you reek of cigarettes. And I'm like, it's my genes. I oh swear to God. Gosh. Yeah. It was so funny.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. Cause I don't smoke cigarettes and I never have, but my, my, I got in trouble like after prom and my mom was like, your dress smells like cigarettes. Yeah. And like, she didn't believe me, but it's like, yeah, I guess when people smoke around you, I didn't know that. Like when you go out and people smoke around you, it just <laughs> seeps in. That's so funny though. That Oh, <laughs> excuse
2: anyway. me. Oh, no, um, okay. Well, at Star Bar, it was like, a, it's like a, everyone in the room yeah. is smoking, mm-hmm. chain smoking for th- four New hours.
0: York, and when I moved there it was like that, uh, <clears> like <throat> so you, you weren't technically yep. allowed to anymore, but some bars still let you and it was like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you okay? Do you need a
2: I'm okay. water? Yeah, okay. No, I'm okay.
0: okay. Um, well, I'm glad you shared that. Um, yeah, I do. That that's a like, thing that comes up sometimes on the pod, where, where people have to go to therapy early because when they're a kid or parents are divorced or something yeah. else, like not by choice, it tends to often leave a bad impression, which makes so much sense because it's like if it's not your choice and you're going to try to feel empowered, it can yeah. be totally the opposite. Well, my parents,
2: you know? they went to some marriage counselor therapist who I think the – it was a woman, oh. and I think that they, the, uh, she had a crush on my dad. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it was like, when nightmare. Had, so she was giving my mom like terrible advice. Oh and my mom gosh. was, my mom at the time was drinking and eating pills. And, wow. and so it was just like, a – and then they sent me to therapy. So it was like, oh, my God. There, was there wasn't a lot of trust sure. about therapy after I, but even though my, my guy actually was pretty much like, you know, you know, he, it was, because of the time frame, because of, yeah. uh, the prevalency of AIDS. He was like, "Be careful, okay. you know what I mean. Safe sex and all that." But he's like, "When you're eighteen, you're you're gonna have to do what you want to do," and you know, he
0: seems like a yeah. like a like he was very much person, of like yeah. being
2: gay is not gonna be easy, but you know, it's not a mental illness. Like, There's nothing to yeah, be he's fixed. Yeah, just trying to yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: hear you and not tell yeah. you a prescriptive. Uh, yeah, and
2: I was like, like, "Can you give me the name of some gay bars in Atlanta?" Oh I'm just kidding. <laughs> and also, like when I grew up, I lived in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, um, which I wouldn't recommend to anyone. Um, <laughs>
0: It's like a big spring break area. Right?
2: Yeah, okay. it's it's just a shithole. Oh. I mean, I'm sure the the I'm sure it's nice now. But All when right. I lived there, it was a fucking shithole, um, and it was just straight as hell. But there was a gay bar, like not too far from my house, close enough where I could ride my bike to go uh-huh. look. I would n- I never set foot in it, but I would go and like scope it out. I would mm-hmm. like be like a block away, watching gay people walking in and out of it, being like one day. But it was called the Offshore Drilling Company. Oh what an God, aggressively named gay! So you you funny, know what I mean? Like the offshore. So I, my co- my image was is that these guys would go to this bar, meet, and then go out on some boat and just fuck each other in international waters. I really believe that to be that's the so case.
0: Funny though. I yeah. feel like that's um, the names of gay bars. Like like because you had a show at church. Like yeah. I feel like that's common. and It's almost like a cheeky. Like now I feel like well, it's I had, more. I used fun. to have
2: a show at the, a place called the Cockpit.
0: That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that well that one bore Barry, but I mean, like, yeah. I wonder if it's so you can say like, oh, meet me at the offshore, so it sounds like a little innocuous because yeah, there yeah. were stuff like at the in offshore New York, drilling company, I'm gym sorry, bar, you know, yeah, was, like yeah. oh, I'm going to the gym, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. that's fun. The there's that's
2: a I was in I forget where I was. We were somewhere and uh, where, where were we just recently. We were somewhere and they had the oh in Alaska and hmm. oh. Kenai. I think there's a bar called the Backdoor Spark. Uh, Backdoor Sports Bar and Grill.
0: Oh, that's great. And
2: I'm like, if you have the name Backdoor yeah. in your
0: uh-huh.
2: – You're a gay bar whether you know it or not. Yeah. So we went and it was like a straight bar. And I'm like, how what? the fuck? Backdoor. Like, where's the backdoor? How <laughs> dare you? And then they had another place called like the Rainbow Bar or something. And I'm uh-huh. like, this is also not a gay bar. What the fuck but is that? But it's just happening? like a Christian
0: gathering group. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> that is-
2: the back door oh sparks. Have you ever heard that Margaret Cho bit from back in the day? Okay. She Okay, so she's in Edinburgh, uh-huh. she and she's in uh, Scotland, and she loves her gay, so she wants to go to a gay bar. And the gay bar in Edinburgh is called CC Blooms, which is the name of Bette Midler's character in Beaches. Uh-huh. And her joke is, she's like, that's the gayest name for a gay bar there ever was. The only thing gayer <laughs> would be if you named your gay bar, fuck me in the ass, bar and grill.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I love Margaret Chandler. Yeah, I do, too. That's so funny. Um, well,
2: She used to live here, too. She oh, Like, yeah. when I first started, she was really good to me. She, like, would Aww. put me on her show. She had me on her podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's really nice. She's so
0: sweet. Yeah. yeah. I don't know her well, but from from all the people I know who are friends with her, and then, like, I my mean, interactions, she's always yeah, so great. Yeah,
2: yeah. She seems really, like, pro, like, yeah. helping queer comments. she's been, and like, doing, Like, Daniel like, Webb's open for her a bunch. Yeah, and, yeah. And A lot of folks like that. And
0: speaking about, like, being early in your time, like, I feel like, sh- like... I'm. I mean, she's. probably she's the like, first really
2: person I ever heard talk like pro gay, yeah. and even like, like for in her, stand up and being yeah. bisexual, oh, and for sure. all
0: like and addiction and trauma and like being able to talk about that so early in a time when Absolutely. even now people are only starting to. It's yeah. like wow, we're not. Getting and she
2: rid was of political her. before anybody. So it's uh, like she. I really liked her because she that whole she had that whole bit about you know so her parents own the porn store Uh and her mom read the magazine with the assmaster or whatever and but it was like she's only she was the only comedian who was on television who was talking about gay people at all and it Uh wasn't anti it wasn't like even this is a time when todd glass is still in the closet Mm. and he's like doing sort of you know Mm. like you know transgressive kind of uh Uh Uh, queer jokes. You know what I mean? I watched a clip of him recently where, and then, you know, he's in, it's the nineties. So, you know, who can't hold it against him, uh-huh. but he's like making fun of the male flight attendant, you know, Oh, oh being okay. all fussy or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, you gay, yeah. you're yeah. in the closet gay making fun of I mean that's the so well, I've only
0: ever known him now like yeah he's yeah, out yeah, and yeah,
2: yeah. yeah he's a great sweetest guy, but, but like yeah. that's a thing I yeah. mean, you go back and you find his clips and it's like some of them wow. are a little bit like oh okay and, and even his like takes on like relationships and women mm-hmm. are sort of like, oh okay, this is this takes out a different tone because now. We know that the whole time True. you were, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's interesting. I wonder yeah. if I have,
0: because I mean, I, I wasn't like in the limelight, so it's a little easier for me to like, but when I really examine, I'm like, there, for me, the equivalent of that is probably like me and my early comedy, like making, I don't, know, I don't even want to say it, but I'm going to say it because this is an honest podcast and then we'll get to your confession. Like just jokes yeah, your about, confession
2: like, first and then you know, mine. <laughs> but,
0: like I, used, like, I have jo- used to have jokes about just sort of like, you know, oh, like she was asking for her, like date rape, which is awful, but because I was in situations like that. And I yeah. think being around so much like. I mean, like, yeah, you know, whatever. I've I've been assaulted and whatever. That's something we've talked about in other podcasts. But at the time, I think I was trying to normalize like my experience by taking the side of the male gaze. And when I even saying that feels weird because I'm like, how can I? I'm nodding my head
2: in the affirmative. I didn't. I'm like like shaking my head. I should say that because it's. I can't apologize
0: for it. Really, like if it hurt someone when I said it on stage and made them feel uncomfortable. That's when a, did
2: you start, too? Because ma- um, that makes a difference. Like,
0: 2013?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Things there's a lot of- Things are significantly stuff. different after the Me Too movement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I started in 2011, and I feel like it was- And we're sort of moving back to more homophobic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it was incredibly homophobic when I first started. It was very very yeah. much of, like, every straight comic had a gay joke. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It, or it was like if you were saying- I came at out on Atlanta, stage for the yeah. first time.
0: Like, because I, like, I was- bisexual, but I almost thought if I just pushed like, heighten what was true, yeah. so then I'm like, oh, I like women. And then when I, like, said it, I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's true.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But
0: it almost felt, like, funny. Yeah. There's nothing inherently funny about being gay, but, yeah. like, I know what you mean. Like, it yeah. felt like, a funny thing to say.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> which is so, when I first started, I was so like, I didn't have any reference point. Uh huh. So the only reference point I had was Scott Thompson from kids in the hall. Okay. And he would play that character, buddy Cole. He uh-huh. was like oh, very yeah. flamboyant, very effeminate, which isn't really my style and, and not how I, how I act oh, normally, yeah. he, I but that's pretty what pretty I would do. <laughs> What'd you say?
0: I oh, maybe I'll cut that out. No, I saw, that. I saw him do a pretty offensive set before where he like pissed everyone off, but he, um, like, so
2: his like, he he talks about like having an affair with Saddam Hussein and all that stuff. He do, when he does one man show, it's like incendiary. He's deliberately saying these yeah, incredibly yeah, yeah. provocative things. But that's the whole point of that character. That yes. character, if you go watch those monologues, they're all it's about from a different
0: time too. Yeah, but like I think, it, but they're all like
2: him commenting on race. It's not about being gay. They're, mm-hmm. they're about race and class and all. You know, he yeah. has this one joke, uh, one that he's like talking about somebody. He's like that they're black and Canadian and a woman and a lesbian. And he's like the trifecta or whatever it is. Uh-huh. But, and now like you would hear that and you'd be like, Oh, come on uh-huh. this guy. Blah, blah. but back then it was like, that was the only, right. that was, you know, so Margaret Cho being pro gay, but not being, she wasn't out uh-huh. gay yet. And then Scott Thompson, and he couldn't even be himself. He had to be the, the character. character. Um, but yeah, when I first started, that was my reference point was, wow. Oh, I'll be like, I'll be like buddy Cole. Oh. And I did that for about a week or two. Oh, and I was God. like, I can't do this. this is <laughs> This isn't who I am, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, speaking of confession uh, and uh, changes, Ian, the time has come. Is there anything you would like to tell me?
2: Hmm. Big
0: or small, it doesn't matter. am like,
2: trying to think of what little nugget what confess. Um, or anything
0: that's been in your mind lately you just want to, like, you know, get off your chest.
2: Uh, no, I did talk about this a little bit uh, with you on my podcast. Oh, yeah.
0: So no, we can, yeah. In.
2: So this is, a, this so is so like a – If you guys a,
0: want the full combo. you like should a, yeah.
2: cross-reference. This is a crossover <laughs> event. Uh, the straight People – what's your podcast You <laughs> can
0: tell me anything. You can tell me right, anything. confidence is what I call the listeners. Yeah,
2: so. this is the – we have a shared universal podcast yeah, now. Oh wow. Um, I would say that I would like to confess what a shoplifter I was as a child. Okay. I was terrible. I I got caught a bunch too – um, we used to live in Guam on the air force base, Anderson oh, okay. air force base. And I would go to the base exchange which was like a target and the way it was set up. You, they had a very distinct entrance and exit. Okay. And when you walked in, they had to literally check your ID to make sure you okay, were allowed to be the there. Base. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I, <laughs> and I would just walk in the exit. And I Was a little kid, I was like in second grade, uh-huh. and I would t- and I would go to one of the things and I'd get a paper bag that even had plastic bags in it, it was all paper. And I'd get a paper bag and I'd walk through the exchange and I would steal candy oh and God. stickers. And a couple times I would steal an issue of Playgirl because they had Playgirl, okay. it was very much like wanting to know what was going on with uh-huh. the gay. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I uh-huh, was uh-huh. I knew I was gay at eight, and I'm like, uh-huh. I'm gonna do cr- you know that I'm gonna be g- do crime. BK, be gay, do crime. Yeah, I I was doing Wait, that. What is that. Have I you ever heard know. the term be gay, do crime? <laughs> no, Are I, you kidding? That's- so okay funny. yeah google that was when it we're like done a legit like
0: propaganda? no this
2: is now this is a now propaganda thing be gay do crime <laughs> it's something okay. i've heard in the last few years oh,
0: oh it's like part of the don't say gay like
2: uh no i think thing, it's or? like it's like post it gets better is oh be gay do crime is a you'll have to i don't it. yeah i'll get but i was being it. gay and doing crime oh, before it was God. even a meme do you know what i mean because the meme is it's too it's the have you ever seen the um what toad hall the um Mr. Toad. The, oh, it's like the, oh, yes. So it's at. a picture of two. uh, It's a picture of two like um, uh-huh. frogs, like gay-looking frogs, <laughs> on a bicycle riding, and it just says "be gay do crime." Wow. But yeah, so I was when I was a little kid, I thought that being gay meant you were evil, and I was going to burn hell forever. So I might as well. Get, you I might as well steal st-
0: from like a church or your parents. Yeah, or all- church
2: and parents. And uh, and so I just was like, well, if I'm going to burn in hell forever, I might as well have as much candy as I like right now, right? So I would uh-huh. just, and I didn't. My parents like we had an allowance, but I mean, I was stealing. 20. You were
0: accepting. You were almost ex- more accepting of truth because they were telling you a lie, and you were like, well, I guess that's the truth. And yeah, so you're yeah, like, yeah. i burned burning hell, so I'm yeah. Must
2: be I adjusted climb. very quickly. Yeah. I adjusted very quickly, but so this went on for months. I would just wow. go every Saturday or Sunday. I would just walk over to the base exchange. It was about two miles. And I would fill a bag full of whatever I wanted, and then I just walk out the front entrance. This and is you never my. Got caught? Oh, I know I got caught. Oh, okay. I got caught. But after months of not oh. getting caught, and they even hired a store detective, so they didn't have any security. Oh, because you
0: were like the, there was like a little thief going. Yeah, around.
2: yeah. So when he finally caught me, he was like, "I got you, I got you." And then I wouldn't tell him my name. I wouldn't tell him my name. Oh my yeah, I was like, and he was like, I mean, they were threatening me with all kinds of stuff, and I mean, this guy was like in my face. Well, they, I never gave him my name i know so That's then they were so like funny. they were gonna take me to you don't jail have an ID, you're a child. yeah well no i had an id but they oh, just God. didn't get through my pockets i guess i don't know but um but eventually i had to i had to call and my parents so like but i i sat in his office wow. for like seven hours oh, my God. and him trying to crack me the manager like they would sent various people they sent a woman in to be all nice to me That's and so i just scary. went to, yeah yeah it was pretty okay, funny kidnapping um and that wasn't the end of it <laughs>
0: Wait, I'm curious. Okay, before – I want to hear how it ended, but also I'm curious because uh, the part where you're talking about like, oh, you know, you thought you were going to burn a house, you might as well do that. Yeah. Like, it felt like it was – there was a awareness of like rules and how they could be, be- – like because the reality was like you didn't feel evil. So if they were telling you this and you're like might as well do these quote-unquote Yeah, action. exactly. How did – did you ever feel like shame or was it just so matter of fact like I want this candy and I guess because I'm a criminal, I'm allowed to do crime and get – like, I mean I suppose I
2: should – say that i was ashamed but i wasn't i didn't care
0: no that's fuck everybody i love that i was
2: mad i was angry i was angry from a very young age Mm -hmm. about being gay and i never thought it was fair because it's like not on me yeah so i I didn't spend a lot of time i spent more time like lashing out than i did feeling sorry for myself were you
0: hoping to get caught for attention
2: um no maybe i don't know I don't think yeah, I care. Did cared. you want
0: your parents to know, or were you scared of them ever finding out?
2: Well, they did find out because, like, so I, I kept I, over the. But were period, you
0: afraid, or did you kind of like
2: a period, like, over a period of burn about it all a year? Down, kind of. uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but over a period of about a year, I would steal all this stuff, and I got caught a couple times and grounded. I was. I mean, I'm probably still grounded based on how, how did much you
0: ground on a military base. I feel like oh, already I was, grounded. I was, res-
2: <laughs> it was, I was restricted to my bed. Oh, I wasn't allowed uh, to get out of bed. Oh my God. For like. I would say like six weeks. Damn. <laughs> and But then my mom lost interest because it's like in sure. order to keep me restricted, she had to be there all yeah, the time. And mom, we lived in Guam. They had nice beaches. And my mom <laughs> wanted to be at the beach drinking cocktails or whatever. But eventually, so over the course of a year, I stole all this candy. I stole mostly candy stickers, uh, rock music, like cassette uh-huh. tapes because I had a little Walkman that I listened to. And playgirls, uh-huh. and I hid all the playgirls. I had this Millennium Falcon oh um, playset from Kenner. It was uh-huh. this big giant. Wow. So it's a big giant playset, but it was I had it in the, in the box, and so in the box I had lined the bottom of the box with all the playgirls, right? Clever. And then I forget where I was, but they—I was at some kind of day camp, or I was at something where they finally let me go somewhere and spend the night. And then while I was gone, my mom like was like, "It was a raid." Through, they well, they went through my. My stuff, and for whatever reason, she was like, He doesn't play with this anymore. We're gonna throw this out.
0: Oh, so they didn't find it?
2: No, 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 no. oh my god. So then she takes it to like whatever the thrift store is. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not just that, it's like a handful of stuff, and then they go to open the box to see what you know oh the god. thing, and then like 10 playgirls oh. just like fall out, right. <laughs> In front of my mom. Oh, my and
0: God. Then, that's hilarious. So then my
2: mom has to act like they're hers because, like, she doesn't Weird. know. Yeah. And she knows their are mine. She knows. Oh, my
1: like, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh and then God. so I get home from whatever. And I don't think she told my dad because my dad used to – so my dad was a pilot. Mm. And they would do all these, like, kind of, like, uh, not m- real missions because they weren't – it was, like, there wasn't wartime. But they would fly, like, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, practice, I guess, okay. or whatever. And so he was gone for, like, weeks at a time. The whole time we lived there, oh, wow. and so he was gone. And I come back, and I think my mom sent me to spend the night at somebody's house just to like take a break, have a break uh-huh. for me. So the day she took off was the ten Playgirls day. Oh, my God. And then I come home, and she's like, "The Playgirls' your day. You're gonna burn in hell forever." Like she loses it. She's just like. Ah! And I'm just sitting there like, you know, God, I can't wait till oh. I'm 18 or whatever. I don't even remember. I remember being upset and crying about that. But like course, I, at the same time though, I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? No, because you, you – know, perform- How am lives. I supposed to find pictures of dicks, ah. mom, without getting the play? <laughs> yeah,
0: this was before high-speed cable. Yeah. But, that-
2: but I was also like, you know, I'm at not eight or nine years old, 10 years old doing this because I was like, you know, as a child – uh you were molested told? and oh. no, but like sexualized oh, gotcha. and that so I didn't it wasn't just out of nowhere it's like because I, I was molested, I think that sexualizes you you understand what yes. sex is yeah. and then I wasn't like, you know I'm not getting these playgirls i'm a, I'm like nine I'm not jerking yeah. off but I I want to know. That part I know I'm gay. They've told me I'm gay. Early, they told me oh, I'm burning hell forever. I might as well be really good at it. So when it's time to be gay, I'm oh gonna be prepared. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Man,
0: I, I'm really sorry that that happened to you, but I. Um, it's
2: not that bad. Trust me. Sure,
0: but but it is. I'm glad that you brought that up in the sense. My poor like, mom,
2: though. I swear, like that's a lot for her to have to do. Well,
0: that's the thing is, the parents <laughs> are just human. But the reality, but is But then like, I had
2: to come out. Still, like I still had to do? come like, out. You
0: feel like you still have to, because it's like they they think yeah. they can squash it, but it's like it's wild to be an adult now and know that like no adult really thinks they can squash it you yeah. know because they we know that's not how gayness works and it's wild that so many kids grow up thinking like oh if i had tried harder i'd have been straight but then you were like wait a minute my mom knew that she couldn't change you know what Oh I mean? like, yeah
2: absolutely they're, they're, they're adults st- now they, they love to be they like we knew the whole time and i'm like really though so like y'all but they were they were like suppressive about it so yeah. they knew the whole time but they were like trying to
0: Mm-hmm. Prevent me from right.
2: acting this way. Or, they feel
0: like it's a reflection on yeah. them. Like when you said, like you did the impression, they like, used to
2: oh, describe no. me like, of like high spirited, which is nice. code for gay, right? I mean, oh my
0: God. The Southern <laughs> codes are so funny to me because, like, yeah. when people are like, bless your heart or whatever, yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. So you'd hate me. Well, you know? bless
2: uh, their heart. You oh know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> we're getting there. We're going to get there. One day it'll be bless their heart.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Oh man. <laughs>
2: is that a good confession? That's uh, that was on. great. But
0: I, I and mean, I don't do
2: it on stage. I mean,
0: there's a lot there. So if you should, that Playgirl, like, visual is so funny of like your conservative mom, like, just in front of strangers, yeah, like, wanting to donate. Probably other women,
2: toys too. Other women, and toys, too. Boys, yeah, and yeah. just
0: like, oh, God.
2: Yeah, yeah. But she's doing the Christian thing by bringing, so like, her her um, her um stuff to the thrift store. And then it's like. She's
0: still rather than think she's a sexual deviant than, than that she raised a gay son, <laughs> which would have been normal. Any boy, little boy being interested in sex, like, that's, you know. Right. Very normal. I wonder if, uh, like, for anybody um, who wants to hack the system, if you had stolen a Playboy, just drop one Playboy in there, if they would have been like, oh, thank God, he's shoplifting. Wow. Look, poor tits, you know? Right.
2: I didn't, well, my dad had a bunch of those. Oh, That's God, probably yeah. why I was like, nah, I'm good with that. Uh, this is what I'm talking about.
0: I have never seen that, but I used to read those books. That's hilarious. Ian just showed me a be Great, Gay Do Crime. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, well,
2: two. I,
0: that's so funny i like that's meme culture where you don't even i don't even need to really know right but, I get but the first it, time I, I
2: saw don't. that i was like oh wow yeah i did that i was doing crime because crime was the next thing after being gay i was like well and then later when i was a teenager i watched all those john waters movies like pink flamingos like mm. the filthiest people alive mm. and that totally i was like yeah oh yeah oh, of course you know like
0: it's wild that because like, it can go either like when you're set on a like a false premise, which is like, oh, you're gonna burn in hell if you're gay. You went the direction of you tr- you actually in some ways I leaned trusted, into it. Yeah, well, yeah. you yeah. kind of trusted your inner light enough mm-hmm. to know that like, well, it, if I am quote unquote evil and I don't feel evil, then I'm if I do this, like you know what I mean? Like you were testing, yeah. you were kind of testing it. Well, it wasn't
2: until I was like in my 20s where I was like, oh, I'm not evil. <laughs>
0: And which is wild but then there's all i've also heard like other like for me i now think, i'm
2: back to what i am eating. you're
0: like we're all a little evil <laughs> yeah, yeah. but and, which is fun but like for me like i felt like i was always afraid of breaking rules because i felt like a part of me was inherently bad that i didn't want people to see and I, it until you said that just now i didn't ever connect that to maybe yeah a lot of
2: queer people overcorrect in the other direction yeah so like being exemplary being well-behaved being I, the I smartest or the best or the my, fastest. My yeah a lot of queer people but, yeah a lot of people a lot of um, especially in my age group that I know mm-hmm. like the really successful gay guys that I know th- they're, they're overcompensation for, uh, yeah, like being really like ch- the, you like really want to like you myself. I'm not a real, not within, a real man. You know? So I've got to, I've got to excel oh, in these. Yeah, exactly. That's so interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah. I never had well, thought about it that way, but and, that's and,
2: and I mean, black excellence, everyone yes. knows, but queer excellence is a thing too. And queer excellence is like, uh, y- you're overcompensation, but also like in spaces where straight people succeed, you have to try harder. Yeah. You have to shine brighter. You have to brighter. earn your spot more yes, like yes, if yes, you're going to yes, take yes. it over a straight yeah. person. And I agree with that. I think that that's, that's not just comedy. That's everything, really. Yeah. All Everyone
0: honesty. should be striving for excellence, but it shouldn't be. Yeah, but it shouldn't be um, minorities have to prove themselves to take a regular spot because then that implies there's inferiority. They
2: shouldn't have to, but I. that's the reality. Yeah, no. I, that's in true. my opinion. No, I mean, like sure. I, you know what I mean? No, like, it is. It's 100%. an upsetting reality, but it's very true. Like, to me, like, if I ever have – like, when queer people are like, I want to do comedy, I'm going to be like, pick pick who you think is the funniest straight person and be twice as funny as them. Yeah. And I always say that because you have to.
0: And they make us compete against each other. Exactly. And then, so well, even when you're gonna, all very yes. good, you still have to be yes. the best queer, quote yeah. unquote, person exactly. in the room. Exactly. And it's like, we're all funnier than all those <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. By that yeah. time, because of yeah. the way they've, like –
2: Well, I mean, if, you're, their... if you work at it in that regard – it may take you longer to get to the level of funny you need to be to be recognized. Yeah. But once you're there, it's, then you there's no going back. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. so interesting. And that's what I'm seeing in Atlanta, too. It's like we have – like, uh, one of my favorite queer comics is Matthew English, and he's been doing it for uh-huh. like seven years, eight years or something. And in the last few years, it's all come together. So he wasn't unfunny before. But it was like, it was good. It takes a it while could for this great people sometimes. to know.
0: It's that invisibility yeah, yeah. that's not really, like we're not really yeah. invisible, but to certain trained, like our untrained mainstream eyes, yeah. like we're not giving, yeah. we're not So he was funny the whole
2: time, but now it's like, okay, yeah. you leveled up and now no one can deny it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's where you, as a queer person, I feel like that's where you start. You start yeah. at the point where it's like, oh, you're a killer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that was my experience, at least, because nobody would pay any attention to me when I first right, started. Right.
0: You would kind of give up quicker if you weren't doing well because it would.
2: That's true, too. I've, I've seen a lot more ball, yeah. queer people and women quit comedy in Atlanta than yeah. I have some straight guys. And
0: the hang's not fun either for any, even successful queer people sometimes. No. So it's like, like the, I see that well, with mediocre, to, straight, yeah. cis, whatever male guys that like just hang out and aren't funny, but they enjoy the hang still. So like they can j- hobble along for years yeah, and run yeah, a show yeah. and book a show. And- well, the,
2: when I first started the, it wasn't the homophobia on stage that bothered me. It was the mm-hmm. off stage. It was the way that they would throw around uh, the, the gay homophobia. slurs and yeah. F words or whatever. And, and what it would be is it's like, they were like, Oh, you're a fag. No, you're a fag. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then the gay people who are sort of in the peripheral of that conversation, not involved in it would be offended by that and be like, never come back. Yeah. So I knew a lot of folks who would come and come around and be funny. Yeah. And like the thing that, the, the thing that I was able to stick out was the, I didn't care. You
0: didn't care. About
2: being friends with any of these people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. You uh, weren't there
0: to impress them. No. You knew right away that.
2: As and what comedian, I love You're to, trying to
0: win an audience. Yeah. The yeah. Other comics. Well, you
2: have to, you have to like, at least have the, re- the respect of the other comics. Sure. The, um, but what I learned was – what I thought was the most interesting was that people that were – who lived in Atlanta, who I would have characterized as homophobic hmm. in like 2011, 2012, then graduated on to, to New York, L.A. And, and, and whatever, and then they couldn't be homophobic anymore because they moved to cities uh-huh. where they just don't put up with that shit. Yeah. And Atlanta, now it's less homophobic because we've grown yeah. up. But at the time, it was there was a level of accepted homophobia. There was a level of accepted kind of like, oh, you're a queer comic, so you're a novelty. And I guarantee you that they took those provincial attitudes to bigger cities and got their hands slapped uh-huh. because now they come back and they're all like, "Oh yeah, you're so great." I'm like, "Yeah, sure, ah, sure, sure." But I remember, oh I remember when you wouldn't fucking give me the time of day because, and or you would tell me that I should go start a show at the gay bar because I'm a gay comic. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I used to get told that when I was in New York because there weren't that as many Asian comics, and I'm glad there's more. But it's it's. Funny because now we compete against each other, but people are like, "Oh, you start an Asian show?" But I'm like, "I mean, sure, but also like, I also just want to do a show."
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just
0: like, a, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I, I well, hope, there's like
2: a the lot of change too, there, but yeah, it's yeah. hard to do. Well, really, it's changing you know. for sure, but I think that there's like this, like even that book, the comedians. So that book is like, it it, it it's the history of comedy, mm-hmm. but it's written by a straight white man, uh-huh. and it really doesn't delve into all these people that you're talking about. They. When you dig into it, they don't. They didn't all identify as straight. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? But in that book, they do. And I think that the prevailing attitude that I have found, and I think it's kind of like being chipped away at, it, is mm. is that uh, regular comedy is straight male comedy, and then everything else is female comic, Asian mm. comic, gay comic, yeah. disabled comic, whatever it is. That's and so we're thing, all yeah. like we're we're all like off the main shoot. And I'm like, no, 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 no there's no fucking way that the first funny person in the world wasn't gay. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? Well, like if, if you, you go back to the beginning of time, so many fucking right?
0: lesbians and yeah. it's like all, all so obvious. It's like yeah. we that's the crazy thing that they would just, we just but were, I feel we like that, quote, unquote, that straight men have said there. this
2: is ours and it's like no you were the only ones with enough privilege to start doing it at the time you know what I mean uh-huh. so a hundred years ago two hundred years whatever it is how far back you want to go and say this is the first comedian but the, the, that's the only reason you know what I'm saying it's like I haven't read and that, that book
0: that it, and now I won't no I'm just kidding maybe uh, I'll, check it I mean, I'll check it out it's interesting it's
2: interesting and there's several people in that book that if you you. Like, uh, they really don't get into Moms Mabley being gay. There, there's people mentioned in that book They really don't get into how gay Richard Pryor really was, bisexual. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's not a bad book, but it's like it, you could go back to that book and be like, oh, well, here are mm-hmm. 10 people that you mentioned that are actually, that are actually yeah. by the way, they're queer. And
0: in music, too, rock stars, it tends to be the not because... They're, they're specifically identified I, I don't know how many of them actually identified at that time but it's like so many rock stars are in the rock and roll life so it's yeah. like sex drugs rock and roll it's like so queer Yeah, like it's just 100% just like yeah. anti-establishment but also because they wanted to create their own path not yeah. because they were anti you know Yeah, yeah. but yeah Well, this was a great conversation. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) I absolve you of your shoplifting sins and
2: be um, gay to do crime. Be gay
0: to crime. Yeah. Um, Ian, where can people find you, follow you, listen to your podcast, all that?
2: Um, I have a podcast called Straight People. It is spelled S T R, the number eight, PPL, or just straight people in all caps. Um, You can find that almost anywhere that you find podcasts. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Abear Comedian.
0: Woo. Yeah. thank you for listening to this pod this is at tell me anything pod on instagram and i'm at ter- le- teresa lee Bot on instagram goodbye thank you for listening to you can tell me anything you can tell me anything is a comedic podcast created and produced by teresa lee on the hoo ha ha podcast network the hoo ha ha team is ashley mcatee audrey povar maggie Reek austin Cardi Assad, and stephanie B. Nock. the theme song for this podcast was created by cody johnston the outro music was written by Shipwreck sailor and the Hoo Ha app can be found in the Apple store to stream your favorite comedy series and laugh out loud podcasts by the funniest woman in comedy. To contact this podcast specifically, you can email tellmeAnythingpod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at tell me anythingpod. Thank you.